Good morning. So nice to see all of you again on this beautiful fall day in all its foliage. I'd like to review just briefly what we did the last time we were together and then go on to our second topic today, which is called What is Faith? Because the topic of our series is Modern Science and Christian Faith. In our first lesson, we spoke about science and what it is. And to summarize it all in one sentence, it would be to say that science answers the question how things happen. It does not answer the question why things happen. And I suppose the best answer to that second question of why things happen is only God knows. In fact, at a meeting of Boy Scouts last night, I was asked to come to an encampment out at Camp Wallapex to talk to about a hundred scouts on the same topic. And I told them that whenever they hear a person, and especially in school, ask the question why, they should just pop up and say, God only knows. <laughs> and it is very disrupting, and they took me at my word, whenever I got to any place in the address where I said why, all of a sudden they all broke out and said, God only knows. <laughs> and it is amazing how often in our lives, I came to the conclusion in that experience, how often we say why, when we don't really mean why. We really mean, how did you do that? Because why is a very subjective question. Why deals with questions of motives and feelings. And we're interested usually only in knowing cause and effect. Why does not deal so much with cause and effect. That's how, that's science. Why deals with motives and inner feelings. And that is what we intend to address today in the question, what is faith? Now the definition for faith is given in the Bible very beautifully in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. To be certain of things we cannot see. Seeing is believing is an expression in modern life. Now we're turning it around and saying, faith means believing is seeing. Now, in the Collegiate Dictionary, I looked up faith, and there were a great many definitions there, but there was one which fits the Hebrews definition exactly. It says, faith is the firm belief in something for which there is no proof. Science deals with proof. If you can prove something in the way we talked about last time, it doesn't matter if you believe it. It is so. It is so in the sense that we have tested it and come to a conclusion which is not absolute as we said, but at least it satisfies us so far as the certainty of it is concerned. We don't want to dispute it. It has been proved. I don't really care in a science class whether my students believe in the atom. The atom either is there or it isn't, whether they believe it or not. But now the dictionary says faith 
concerns only those areas of life that cannot be proved. And I think it is helpful then to remember when we meet a question in life to decide, first of all, is this something that I can prove or is this something I have to believe? If I can prove it, it belongs in the area of logic and science. And it really has nothing to do with religion. If I cannot prove it, then it belongs in the area of faith, and then it has to do with religion. Much of the debating between science and religion occurs because that distinction is not made. The argument when Galileo was excommunicated by the church and so on was entirely a question of putting the rotation of the earth in the wrong area of knowledge. It belonged in the area of proof and had nothing to do with the church. But the church decided at that time, we will say what can be proved. And that's where the difficulty arose. So a question why something happens is never something that can be proved. It is a matter of faith. I think we should then be careful of when we use the word why and really mean why and mean why do you feel that? And proof is not a matter of feeling. Two and two is four is proof. But why did my boyfriend run out on me is not a scientific question. Well, on the board this morning, I have put several modern faiths, and I want to talk very briefly about each one to show you why those three things are religious questions. They're not scientific questions. The first one is astrology. It's amazing how often in my astronomy class, students will use the word astrology mistakenly. They will even sometimes say at the end of the course, I really enjoyed this course in astrology, which makes me feel very bad because it had nothing to do with astrology. And yet they are so familiar with the horoscopes and all this stuff that they say, well, this is what we studied. Astrology, quite different from astronomy, is the belief, the faith, that the stars and heavenly objects have an influence on our lives. It cannot be proved in any scientific manner whatsoever. I don't know of a single astronomer who believes in astrology. In fact, I have a document here in which several hundred prominent astronomers sign a document called Objections to Astrology a statement by 186 leading scientists, all of whom say there is no scientific basis for astrology. It is purely a matter of faith. Now just to check this out, I read my horoscope for today by Gene Dixon. And it says, for my birthday, tackling certain odd jobs at home this morning, is for today, will clear the decks for a carefree and joyous day with your loved ones. Well, I don't know whether this is an odd job here this morning or what it is, but it's certainly not 
at home, so I don't know. But now I want to tell you something that always shakes up students when they hear it for the first time. I'm reading my sign for Aries because it says for my birthday on April 12th, that's what I am. But I have news for you. Every astronomer on earth also knows that all the signs of all the horoscopes are wrong because since they were first written down all these centuries ago, the stars have moved. And if you take any star map that was written within the last 500 years, it will show you that April 12th is not in Aries. I have, if you're interested in astrology, and I don't want to embarrass anybody by asking who believes in it, if you want to know what sign you really are, I have a modern sheet up here that tells what your sign is. Well, I will now read to you from the sign that I really am. It's much more comforting, it says. Social functions, this is Pisces, I'm really in Pisces. Social functions enjoy very favorable influences. Romance could enter your plans quite unexpectedly today. <laughs> I find it very interesting that the horoscope is always on the comic page. Now, I didn't realize this, or I didn't pay any attention to it, until one time I was asked to debate an astrologer for a whole day. This was all set up in a motor inn somewhere. People paid a big admission fee to come in and listen to a debate between astrology and astronomy. And I knew that all the people, there were 100 or 200 people there, were all against me because they didn't come there on a Saturday to hear about astronomy. They wanted to hear the astrologer establish the case against the scientists, you know, and I knew that. Well, I had to find something. I mean, I had to make some point somewhere, and so I finally made the issue. Well, the astrologer, in fact, made it. She said to me, do you notice that the horoscopes are on the comic page? I said, what are you trying to tell me? And she says, astrologers don't take horoscopes seriously. That's just for the general public, and it's not really astrology. Well, there went my whole argument. She said, I said, what is astrology really? Well, then she went on with a whole lot of other information that I had never heard of. Well, anyhow, astrology is a faith. You believe it. If you want to believe it, that's fine. But there is no proof for it. Well, that's one. We're going to have a little time for discussion later. Maybe you'd like to raise a question about that and get into it deeper, but I don't want to take time from some of our other things today. The second one, I think, is far more serious, and that is the religion of humanism. Now, what is humanism? Well, if you want to know what humanism is, and there are a lot of people who believe in it, you should go to a magazine called The Humanist. Now, it is interesting that the magazine I read from or, or mentioned in the connection with astrology, the article was in the magazine called The Humanist. The humanists are violently against astrology. The humanists claim to be very scientific, and therefore these scientists all signed this thing in the humanist magazine to show that if you're really logical and modern and reasonable, you won't believe in astrology. Instead, you'll believe in something like this. And this is the humanist's creed. The humanists have a thing called the Humanist Manifesto, which was first written in 1933, but it has been revised and updated and appeared again in the Humanist magazine recently. And I'm quoting one or two sentences here. It says, humanists believe 
See, it isn't that they prove. Humanists believe, just like we believe in God the Father, that traditional theism, especially faith in a prayer-hearing God, who is assumed to love and care for persons, to hear and understand their prayers, and to be able to do something about them, is an unproved and outmoded faith. As non-theists, we begin with humans, not with God, with nature, with, not with a deity. No God will save us. We must save ourselves. Now you say, who in the world ascribes to this? Well, the Humanist magazine, at the end of their manifesto recently, had the signatures of hundreds of famous people in this country who signed that document, among whom, in alphabetical order, was, for example, Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov is a very prolific science writer, has written over 200 books, even including a book on the Bible. There's one called Asimov on the Bible. And other famous people, for example, B.F. Skinner of Harvard University, who probably has had more influence on modern education than any other philosopher. These people are humanists. They believe that man must save himself and that any faith in a God or in the word of God is outmoded and should not be taught. They are very active and they're determined to keep religion out of our schools and they are certainly responsible for the laws that have banished prayers and all these other things. That is, in my opinion, Christianity's most powerful foe at the present time in this country. The founders of our country certainly were not humanists in this sense. They were humanists in some other way, but not in this religious sense. And unless we're aware of this danger, we're going to lose a lot of the religious influence in our country that is there at the present time. So the humanists are strong and they are violently opposed to including any religious influence in education particularly. That is the second one of the religions and faiths that I wanted to uh, make you aware of. The third one, which really is also a part of humanism, but it deserves some special mention, is evolution. If you read the Humanist Manifesto all the way through, you'll find some very shocking statements. The most surprising of these, to me,